Live in the corner, baby. Does say live in the corner. I don't have fancy uh, entrance music. Like but it's time for fighting. Like we, I know it's time. There you go. I wish I had like a Bruce Buffer <laughs> fucking thing. Um, I got Bruce you. Buffer it's time. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I gotta say, going to UFC Columbus and having my first fight mm. night, getting to hear Bruce Buffer live was fucking lit let's start like, with it start with i was that. so upset like we were all talking about like wouldn't it be funny we go to our first me and my friends that went we go to our first ufc live event and we get joey martinez you know shout oh, out man. joey i ain't even trying to hate but yeah, it's just yeah. like yo we need bruce buffer and then like the day before we go and we like we before we went we seen an ad uh that he was making an appearance at like some liquor store we were like we got bruce baby yeah you did son by the way we get into it just for a second that was such there was so much low expectation for that card because we're coming off london london was so fucking dope the energy was out was just outstanding there dude ufc columbus did not disappoint oh it didn't man no it didn't all not even just no. not I'm not even just the card like the fights because like, if those if those were fights in just the empty apex like it was during the pandemic still would have been a great card great fights um people were just beating the shit out of each other Kurt you could hear the Curtis Blades thud from the upper deck it was Bro. brutal oh my gosh. oh my god it was he so gnarly like, and it was such a good fight he only got fucking 40 grand and he broke his orbital bone oh my god son <laughs> Yeah, and like good. to hear that whole arena was was rooting for Kai Kara France, and I don't think that the dude uh, that Askar Askarov being from Russia had anything to do with it. I just think people love Kai Kara France, and I think we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, uh, dude, unreal! If you've never been to a UFC live event and you're a fan of the sport, you gotta go. It makes a difference. It is just. A different. I've been to a lot of different sporting events, been basketball games, hockey games, baseball games, football, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah. That is a different energy. Like mm. you, when you, when Curtis Blades punched Chris Dawkins square in his eye, yeah. just the collective, whoa, it was unreal to be a part of. Yeah. Like, the first, the first live show in front of a huge crowd. They were getting in a long time, right? They bounced back between the apex and live shows, but this was the first one in Columbus, and who knows how long it had been canceled once or twice, obviously during the pandemic. So them actually being back there, they were excited for it. You know, I, I've been to only one UFC event, several MMA events, obviously, but I've only been to one UFC event. But it was Rousey's first fight, so the first female fight. In oh the UFC, wow! Yeah, at the Staples wow. Center out in Anaheim, and that was, dude. You're right. It's it's an event like no other, you know, and our seats weren't even the best. We were in the back, but they still got the Tron. You can still see everything. You know, there's just a different kind of energy. You do fucking hear all of it. There's this weird echo to just the fighting itself. They have it beautifully yeah. mic'd, you know, but yeah, man, it's a great fucking experience. I'm glad you got to actually go to one and, and, and witness it. And next step yeah, is a man. main card for like a main card in like, like oh, Vegas, you know, and, 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 and for, and for the future, I really hope that, 
they do this more like bringing some fight nights to arenas and letting people really start getting into it because man it, it's just such an electric atmosphere and like i i think obviously like the sports as popular as it is like i, I feel like they're all going to sell out no matter where they go like i'm trying to see oh, one in pittsburgh yeah. that would be so dope like yeah. i'd yeah. love for them to do one at ppg paints arena because uh, that would just be sick that arena is like the way that it's built like even if you're sitting up on the upper deck it would just like you're like right above everything so it wouldn't really be a bad seat in the house for sure you know it would be really exciting we should we should try to i don't know if matt would be down for a live ufc event but we should to try, try to go to fucking vegas bro that would oh, be i've talked dope, to my friends about it that would be a dope get, experience like, to big go to. group and just roll mm-hmm. deep to the fucking fights yeah. it'd be so lit dude the that'd be only, awesome the only issue with with them being in vegas and them especially at the t-mobile fucking arena bro it is so expensive for even the cheap ass boring seats and you're already spending money going to vegas you know what i mean like not that i'm not complaining i love vegas we i used to go there for a day right being in california and it being close i fucking love it but i also understand that it's money trap and the ufc just doesn't budge man when they do those fat fucking pay-per-views in vegas they're just like yo give me that money make sure that you pay pay up well you know and especially one's coming up i mean international fight week's coming up in july Mm -hmm. you know and then from that point they always have a big september card they always go hard in fucking november and december you know it's fucking ufc mma in general but ufc especially is on this weird uptick right now despite the fucking not paying their fighters and the controversy behind that and not having necessarily their biggest stars connor john jones you know we've seen bits and pieces of them but we haven't gotten like that full effect but they're building fucking stars they're making great storylines this card this fucking weekend which we're going to talk about right now is you know you look at the you look at the top three and then you see the rest and to me it does this little thing where it's like decent fucking decent fucking climb good talent good card good card good card top three fights it's like this huge extreme. Are you seeing ghosts over there, bro? No, no, no. I was <laughs> I'm looking kidding. at something. I'm like looking at the TV because of the national championships on. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah. I'm teasing. Who's winning? Um, what you got? What you got on that? Uh, Carolina's up 38-23 right now. Dang, dang. I've been seeing a bunch of shit talking on Twitter. Oh, of course. But, you know, Twitter, know. Twitter's shit talking central. Right. Um, but yes, we're previewing fucking UFC 273 coming up this weekend, this Saturday, April 9th is the actual date of it. But before that, I got to get into formalities real quick. I'm just going to throw them across the screen. Boom. Save 20%. Fightback CBD. Go to fightbackcbd.com. Boom. There you go. No, you can do it. Best CBD in the world. Jordan, Jordan, do you do CBD? I actually was, it's funny that you say say that because I was actually thinking about like how I used to be such a big CBD hater. And then uh, a homie of mine hooked me up with a bottle of CBD oil uh, actually while I was in Texas. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, I tried it and man, it, 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 I felt great. I couldn't explain, I couldn't explain the difference, but I felt great. Like, Mm -hmm. so like, (laughs) maybe potentially, I don't know, but like, I'm just like, I'm typically like a really high anxiety person. Yeah. And like that was the lowest it felt in a long time. I mean, I was obviously I take other medications for it, but like I was I combined that for it and was like, yo, this actually is like I'm I'm gonna lighten up on CBD. On CBD or THC? 
on CBD. I love THC. That's all. Oh, you're, you're going to lighten up your stance. I understand. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I love THC. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'll send you some and I'm going to send you some, uh, it's, it's their night version. My boy, Justin, My he God. makes it and it has, uh, melatonin in it. So it fucking oh, knocks what? your ass out. Yeah, dude, it's dope. It's really, really good. I'll, I'll send oh, you yeah. But let's talk about why we're fucking here. We got a big fucking card this weekend. We do. We do. Real quick, I got one Huge. more I got one more ticker to, t- to toss. Oh, Five shit. Back Promo code chaos. Save 20%. Boom. And then we got this one, baby. Save 15% at phoenixfit.com. If you guys need to get some uh, fitness apparel, some fitness gear, backpacks, bags, uh, and supplements. Phoenix Fit does it all. I take their pre-workout. The protein's phenomenal. I got this shirt through them. They don't make this shirt anymore, but you can get other shirts that are like this and cool shit at their website. Uh, premium uh, premium supplements and uh, no, just premium supplements because that's yeah all that would be considered premium from them. But yeah, man, they got premium supplements, pre-workout. They're vegan, uh, GMO-free. Uh, none of their plastic products contain BPAAs. They are based out of Utah, and they are manufactured and produced here in the United States of America. PhoenixFit.com. Check them out. Say fifteen percent on uh, any of their anything, supplements, gear, apparel, whatever they got, and uh, check them out on Instagram and Facebook. Facebook. They're really, really. Uh, they're hitting the ground running, and they're probably one of the bigger gyms uh, blowing up here in the states. So check them out. PhoenixFit.com. Say fifteen percent by using the promo code Chaos FNX. Hiding that. I didn't necessarily want those to be tickers, but that's okay. We don't need it. This is my this first boy got sponsor sponsors. Like I mean, it's like I was friend. like, what? My I didn't mean to cut. I mean to cut cut well, sponsors good. off. You're but good, yo, that's bro. that's tough. You're All good. Right, you're good. I'm trying to get fucking. I'm just excited, man. We got some fucking yo. Like let's do it. This let's is about to be so good. I can't, let's like, do it, man. Whew. Not only is it going to be so good, but we have just this. We have just a lot to talk about and a lot to unpack. I'm going to throw it in here. I got to get my fucking photos ready. God damn. I wish Matt was here so he could help me out. <laughs> so we have to do uh, Shout out Matt Muscle White. We miss you, bud. You, I know. I'm, trying, I'm going to try to get him in here at the end of the episode. UFC 273, hey. man. Let's start it off by just announcing what the main three fights on the marquee are. First, we have a featherweight championship fight. The defending champ, Alexander Volkanovsky, is going to defend his title against... The Korean zombie Chan. Shout Sung out Jung. Chan Sung Jung, man! I the fucking s- love him. He's great. The second fight, co-main event, five rounds as well in the bantamweight division. The rematch between the champion Aljamain Sterling and the interim champion, I guess, because he is the interim champion, Petr Jan. But Peter Jan, man, coming off a controversial uh, win in Aljo's part because he t- he did an illegal knee. Uh, during their first fight, and it was deemed a disqualification, and he got the belt or a, uh, a loss rather, and, and <laughs> by legal knee. And then third fight, a fucking fight that there's just so much to unpack with and so much to dissect. But uh, Hamzat Shemaev, the fucking I don't even know if you would call him a like a protege anymore. He's proven his point. This is his real, real test. He's going to be facing former title challenger and I believe number three in the division, Gilbert Burns. I mean. This is a fucking crazy fight, the ultimate test for Hamzat, and fucking just, again, a lot to unpack with that because there's, I mean, it could go either way, but odds are throwing it in Hamzat's favor. Gilbert Burns is being completely overlooked, and it's just a fucking wild-ass, wild-ass fucking fight. The whole card, man. So, starting from the top, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Korean Zombie, or Korean Zombie, 
Chan Sung Jung is actually his real name, guys. And I missed uh, I misspelled it. It's S U N G, J U N G. But yeah, people just call him uh, KZ, the Korean Zombie. <sighs> what are your first like, takes on this? A week a week away from the fight. Okay, so I'm actually I've I've I was I'm start I was starting to think that this guy uh, Alexander Volkanovsky is absolutely unbeatable because. I can't think of any other fighter that is surviving that mounted guillotine that he got out of in their his fight with Brian Ortega. Like, and then he got some and into another one, and he just doesn't lose. That man is a fucking warrior. He beat he's beaten Max Holloway twice. Everybody holds Max Holloway in such high regard. Even if this second fight is a little bit of a controversial like decision, like. Everyone, you know, there's a lot of people that think Holloway might have taken that fight. But, you know, we all know that the fighter he is, there's not a lot of real competition for him in this division outside of, you know, three or four fighters. But Chan Sung Jung is definitely one of those fighters that can that can take this belt. Dude is relentless. He's ferocious. He can take some hits. And I don't know, man. I don't know. It, I I think his odds aren't. I I, I think Vegas is giving. There's a lot of disrespect on the from Vegas coming on these cards, but Chan Song Jung is being disrespected by the odds. He can definitely win this fight, and he is being, more and it's closer than people might think. But is. I mean, it's hard to go against Volk. Like I said, the dude is a warrior. He's a fucking warrior. Them city kickboxing dudes are fucking gnarly, dude. It just is what it is, man. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What do you What do you think? I mean, all you all the things you said were true. Uh, I'm trying to get a fucking picture up in here, and I can't. But that's okay. Uh, this is more so for the audio, audio, and just the discussion. Yeah. Um, I I do believe that Alexander Volkanovsky is on the cusp of probably being the best featherweight of the last decade. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is. Or I guess of this decade, where did he get the belt? 2019. So he's had it three years now going on, right? Yeah. I did want to see that Max Holloway third fight. And to provide some background in going into this fight, originally it was supposed to be Alexander Volkanovsky defending the title against Max Holloway for a third time. Well, fighting him for a third time, defending the title a second time. He originally beat Max Holloway for the belt took it from him. Yeah. They rematched. The second match was phenomenal. The first match was phenomenal, but the second one a little bit more on the border of who could have taken it. It went to Volkanovski, uh, and they were slated to fight a third time, and a lot of people were excited about it, especially because Max Holloway fucking dominated Calvin Cater in one of the most prolific boxing displays in recent MMA history. Best was, boxer was, in the UFC, baby! Oh my god, if you have not watched that fight, I highly recommend Max Dude, Holloway I went Calvin back Cater. and watched it, and I was just he, like, because I'm, I'm new to this. I've just gotten the UFC in the last like year. Yes, so like, yes. I've, I've heard so many people talk about that fight, and I finally, because I got, I got ESPN Plus, I went back and watched it, and I was mm-hmm. just like, this is an absolute master class. Like, like, how do you feel? Okay, so, all right, let's go. Let's get. Let's get. Let's get this. We'll get. We'll get a little off track for a second. How do you feel as a fighter if you're if some dude dodges three or four of your punches while he's yelling, "I'm the best boxer in the UFC" at the press table? Demoralizing. And for for people wondering, demoralizing. Max and Calvin Cater is no slouch. Max Holloway, who was who was on the defensive for a bit in that fight. Calvin Cater was putting on a decent 
try. But Max Holloway hit this RPM level where he just became the fucking... He became Muhammad Ali reincarnate for fucking five minutes. He oh, he was somebody else so for fucking the last 15 minutes of that fight. Wow. And he was boxing the fuck out of Calvin Cater, who is no slouch, who rebounded with his best performance of his career, which yes. was fucking great to yes. see. Max Holloway looks at the announce table, which, cons- which consisted of Joe Rogan and a couple other people, and said, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. Was oh, Rogan there? Wow. I believe I know so. Bisbing was. I, I, in DC, I believe so. Because it was I thought the, it was Bisbing was in DC. It was the first and only ABC card that they did. Uh, the first and only card that was on ABC. Uh, and it happened at like midday. It was real weird. And so, and he's yelling at the announce table, I'm the best, best boxer in the UFC, all while evading punches from Calvin Cater, not looking, blind. And for anybody, I mean, and people say, well, you can just throw any type of head movement. He's just going to be swinging. It was less like, you know, one of them did tag. It doesn't matter. You're None playing of them a game. Tag. You're playing a game of one of like a shoulder. Beside the point, you're playing a game of inches and dire consequences, as our boy Rogan likes to say. And it's just... You don't fuck around like that in a high-level fight like this, in an elite fight like this. And he did so under the under the stress of losing a title, not getting it back, and then literally the best performance of his career, probably. You know, yeah. outside of just completely dismantling Jose Aldo and you know, uh, fucking up Brian Ortega. But yeah, man, it's just the best the best performance. Giving of his him career. lessons, giving him lessons mid uh, mid fight as well. Yeah, that was man. wild. Yes, just just insane. So, so the, the okay, common, go ahead. No, just real quick. The common denominator there is Brian Ortega did fight Alexander Volkanovsky, and as you said, Volkanovsky defended a fucking crazy third round that he lost in a five round battle. But he showed absolute perseverance. He showed heart. He showed grit. He fucking fought out of two locked in submissions i don't care what anybody says both of oh, those submissions it. were locked in and brian ortega is an elite jiu-jitsu practitioner as far as mma goes he is probably one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in mma right Facts. now and definitely in that division in, he had them oh without a doubt in that division he had them locked in fully and alexander volkanovsky got out of them both in the third round, after taking a ground and pound beating, mind you, for like a I, hot second, and he got in. You're, you're forgetting he and got popped. he got popped to yeah. get knocked down to get in yes. that mounted guillotine. Yes, yes. So you're did. already dazed, and then he was in that what for a minute? Like, oh, like he was he was, was on like, he was on the ground for a total of two two and a half minutes or something like that, three minutes almost, and it was a flurry of ground and pound and submissions, but like ninety seconds of it were locked in submissions, and he did not tap. He didn't tap. Everyone else goes to sleep. Yeah, every he, everyone he gave else like a goes thumbs to sleep. up at one point. He gave a thumbs up, or a, he did something at one point to let people know he was good because yeah. it was it was like oh they may just stop it off the fact that of what it looks like. It looks like he could be done or out or something. Like so, I so I pose you this question since we were just on the Max Holloway train for a second. Does the winner of this fight get Holloway? So I pulled up the rankings. Uh, I said I was going to do that a second ago. And here's who we have in the featherweight division. Your champion, Alexander Volkanovsky. Number one is Max Holloway. Number two is Brian Ortega. Chan Sung Jung is number four. Okay? He's not too far off. And yes, you're right. People are completely underestimating him. They're completely underwriting him. I have a question for you, and I'm not going to ask it until Friday. Because I want to see 
what the week looks like and I want to see what the dun, background dun, stories, uh. if we get some, some embeddeds and we get some other things going. And I have a question oh, and will. I think it's a question that I don't even have an answer to yet because I don't know the first part of the question. I mean, I do, but I don't know the answer to the first part of the question. It's a two-parter here. Um, but yeah, man, I there's just there's something about this fight that you can't fucking miss it. Because for those that don't know Chan Sung Jung, the featherweight division for a brief period of time was dominated by Jose Aldo. Not a brief period of time, for almost a fucking decade. Was dominated by Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo was defending his title against Chan Sung Jung in a legitimate number one versus champion fight. Chan Sung Jung was for a brief period at the top of the heap when it comes to the featherweight division. The featherweight division was new. He was exciting. He was hitting moves in the UFC that nobody had seen before. The twister, uh, I believe he also hit a banana split at one point. Some crazy shit in the UFC you normally don't see. Very innovative. And he's a fucking star. People love him. From, from the days when he was in another promotion, WEC, people were catching on to him. The WEC got absorbed by UFC. Now he's a star. They're fighting for the featherweight title. Uh, I believe, I don't know where it was, but it was like 2013, something along those lines. And it's a tough first round. And at this point, Jose Aldo is the king. No one's bringing him down. And Chan Sung Jun throws a Korean zombie, throws a jab and his shoulder pops out. I recommend watching this fight too. I recommend watching Korean zombie, Jose Aldo to through 2012 to 2015, 14 prime time, man. Those three years of both of those fighters were great years. Um, so anyways, he throws a punch at Aldo and his shoulder comes out of socket and it drops and he tries putting it back into place. And as he's putting it back into place, Aldo unleashes and fucking takes him out. TKO, the doctor stopped it because he's getting pounded and his shoulders out of place. But I mean, he knocked him down immediately, <sighs> brought him like. Yeah, he fucking is sitting there trying to put his arm back into place, and Aldo just that, that is true zombie shit. Like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and they call him a zombie because he walks yeah. forward. This fool has been through the fucking meat grinder and was on the cusp of his best performance of his entire career when he was fucking up uh, Yair Rodriguez, and in the last second of the fifth round, so four minutes and fifty nine seconds of the fifth round. Have you seen this fight? No, no, I haven't. No, no. Spoiler alert. This fight <laughs> is Korean Zombie, his return, mind you. So listen to this. Not only does is Korean Zombie a world-class MMA athlete, he, after the uh, Jose Aldo fight, I think maybe took one more fight and then took a two-year absence from mandatory military service in South Korea. Wow. Yeah. So he did his – I think he did four years, actually. I think he did extended time or maybe two years and then an extra or something. Anyways – he was there for at least his two years, took some additional time off after the fact, and then came back like 2018, 2019, whatever it was, and had that fight with Yair. And it had his best performance. And in the last second, dude, in the last second, I shit you not, of the last round, Korean Zombie is rushing Yair. And Yair ducks and throws this elbow, like counterclockwise, over his own shoulder, catches Zombie, knocks him out cold. Oof. Last second of the fifth round of a fight, Korean Zombie was for the most part dominating, probably four to one. You know, yeah, it's wild. And so he's just had his moments of like glory kind of taken from him, right? The championship fight, a freak fucking thing, obviously. Ooh, I gotta stretch this shoulder out now. A fucking the the <laughs> fight against Aldo, you know, eight nine years ago, a fucking thing of just a freak accident, you know. But it's a fight. Shit happens. He got taken, you know situation went to aldo 
fair, fair thing. And then the fight where he's honestly winning, just again, a freak coincidence. And Yair Rodriguez, he's ranked number three. He's actually one ahead of Korean Zombie, probably because of the victory over him. You know, so he's a great athlete as well. And yeah, he just, he lost that one and it sucked. He returned with the great performance, but it was a, you know, a quick victory in his part. And then I believe he, he lost to Ortega as well. Him and Ortega fought, you know, for the chance to fight Alexander Volkanovsky. So he's been at the top for some time and he's had his chance, no doubt. Unfortunately, it hasn't gone his way yet. Uh, you know, even with some, some freak moments in there, but that's not to take away from what he can do. He walks through abuse. He is nonstop. He's innovative. He's fucking flashy. He is accurate. His striking percentage is crazy. He's not afraid to box in the phone booth and he's not afraid to throw at range. He'll throw kicks. He'll fucking keep you at range. His submission game, again, a banana split and a twister, if I'm not mistaken. In the Oh, no, no, no. It was a calf slicer and a twister in the UFC. Two moves that, I mean, the calf slicer has been hit a couple times since, the twister a couple times as well, but these aren't moves that you see often. And he was the first to really pull him off, man. And he's had a career that is almost probably two decades long. So he's definitely the underground, the MMA underground from back in the day and the, the non-cashes. He's there like fucking my heart is with Korean zombie going into this fight. And when I heard that they were going to give him the chance, I got excited because I was like, man, he deserves it. He's fought his ass off. He's on his on the back half of his career, no doubt, you know, but to give him another chance just sounds like a fucking great thing. And he's no doubt has support from the from the crowd and the, the true MMA fans out there. And so does Volkanovsky. And that's what makes this fight so fucking crazy, man. It's because mm -hmm. it's it's it wasn't expected. All right. We were looking forward to Max Holloway and Volkanovsky in the sense that oh, we yeah, kind of knew sure. what to expect and what would come out of it. This fight, there's no there's no call in it. There's no call in it unless you I mean, am I right? Do you think you have a solid outcome of this fight right now? I don't. I don't. No, I man, like I I don't really have like a I don't have like I don't know who I think is for sure going to win. I just know how I don't know. I, I really don't. It's very confusing because, like, I really like. I don't think this is as one-sided as everybody thinks it is. Like, it, you know, like people think Volk is just gonna wash him because you know he was the backup for you know the fight that they really wanted, which I do think we'll get if Volkanovski wins anyway. Um, I, actually, I think the winner, regardless, has to face Max Holloway. But um, I, I just think that there's a there's a possibility that just that. Zombies just too relentless. It just depends on which you know if he really shows up. You got to bring your A game for Volk. That's all that matters. Like you, you cannot. You got to have your best night to be Volkanovski, and that doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, absolutely, man. And and another thing we have to point out is, I mean, you are right. There is a chance that uh, Zombie just doesn't stop and, and is the actual Zombie in the yeah. sense where he's just you know you're not able to knock him down. But I don't think there's anybody that's really more resilient than Volkanovski, man. His gas tank proves to be endless. Yeah. He obviously proved that he can get out of tough positions in the Ortega fight. We've never really seen him on the failing end other than Max, and that was really done by leg kicks and distance distance management, you know, probably better boxing, being able to defend takedowns. You know, that's another thing. Zombie on the ground is dangerous. You know, is he as dangerous as Ortega? Probably not, but I'm going to say does, no. <laughs> he does have the innovation. He does have the the experience hitting weird moves, right? You know, he's you can't predict it. Really, it's that's what makes this fight so exciting. 
you know, my head, again, my heart says it's Korean zombie. My head says Volkanovsky just for the sake he's the champ. He's looked unbeatable. You have to beat the champ in this type of situation yeah. if you're a zombie. You know, if this goes to the scorecards and Volkanovsky's not battered, blo you know, bloody and and really wearing it and zombies Look. fresh and looking good, they're both going to take damage. They're both going to fucking be resilient and have the gas tanks for it. You know, there's a good chance if it goes to the judges, they're looking at Volkanovsky as not being beat, you know, especially because he can take damage and wear it. Yeah. And also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I believe Volk hasn't lost in the UFC yet. I don't think so. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't I think, think he's he has one I think loss. If I'm not, he's mistaken. only got one loss. And it's, in, it yeah, it's like really one early. loss in like the Australian Fight Club or some shit. Like it's yeah. some weird shit. Like it's yeah. some obscure league I've never heard of. But like, you know, like, so. Like I said, the dude is the only, the only word like he's Alexander the Great for the reason he's a fucking warrior. It, like he and it don't even matter. It don't even matter. He's a former fucking rug, rugby player. He ain't afraid to get he used at to it. Be fucking some three hundred pounds. Huge. He's two hundred yeah, pounds. Man. Yeah, yeah. Listen to uh, listen to just real quick who um, who Korean Zombie has been able to beat. Um, my boy Cub Swanson. Shout outs to oh actually he he never fought Cub. He was supposed to fight Cub, but yeah. Cub's a fucking gangster, bro. Cub is fucking too gangster. <laughs> Cub's a Cub gangster. gangster. I like Cub. I actually <laughs> so speaking of Gilbert Burns, I just watched the on UFC Fight Pass. Uh they did this grappling tournament and Cub was involved with it. He was a part of Team uh WEC, I think. Yeah, Team WEC. And he was cool. involved with it, and he fucking tore his knee, bro. Fucking oh, Jake man. Shields, yeah, got him in like. I mean, it wasn't Jake Shields' fault, but yeah, it kind of sucked because hey, you know what go, it was man. is is Korean Zombie and Cub were supposed to fight in W in the WEC days, and hmm. uh, there was a little bit of like a, I think a rivalry there, but they never fought. But anyways, he has fought. Uh, he's got wins over Dustin Poirier, Leonard Garcia, uh, Dennis Bermudez, Frankie Edgar. Renato Moicano and Dan Ige. And that's since uh, March of 2011. Again, he took some time off between 2013 and 2017. Um, oh, so this is zombie. Yeah, okay. this is zombie. Yeah, I mean, we can go to Volkanovski if you want to go to Volkanovski. I mean, no, nah, I'm, I'm just making sure I understand who you're talking about. Like, I'm just, no, he's beating some, he's beating some fucking people. Volkanovski's only loss came in his fourth fight of his career, and he's been on a tear since. His last, I'm going to go eight. Jeremy Kennedy, Darren Elkins, Chad Mendez. Listen to this fucking, well, these four fights right here. Chad Mendez, Jose Aldo, Max Holloway, Max Holloway, Brian Ortega. That's literally the best fucking. He's the in the fucking, Kennedy. he's in the arena, man. Yeah, That's man. the gladiators arena right Chad there, Mendes man. Chad Mendez himself, I think, a part of two or three featherweight title fights. Jose Aldo was the king for 10 years. Max Holloway, the new king for fucking five Potentially, years. yeah, people regard him as maybe like the greatest featherweight ever, like, uh, type shit. Jose Aldo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, Him or Max. Oh, like, yeah. Both they're both, they're both in that conversation. The reason, the only reason that I would, I would, if Max gets it back, he's probably right there and really all he has to do is have some more success in his career and he probably takes that crown the only reason i kind of hold him here with hall with aldo being on top even though max has beat aldo mma math doesn't work right um is because jose aldo for again 10 years was just unbeatable and he's finishing people submitting them knocking them out uh going five rounds dominant like you know he had so, he had some fights that were pretty pretty fair the Chad Mendez uh second fight was really really good the fucking 
first fight was, I believe, over in the first round because Aldo knocked him out with a knee at like the last five seconds of the first round. So to then go back with the guy and have a five-round war was fucking crazy. Again, Chad Mendes has been in several UFC championship fights. Mm -hmm. These are top-tier guys that Alexander Volkanovsky has made look like they're not. You know, starched or at them. least beat like, him, beat him, beat, um, you know, maybe not starched Holloway, but beat him handedly. Yeah. Beat, you know, at least the first fight. And, you know, it's, it's just a fucking crazy fight. And again, my heart, my heart wants zombie. My head says Volkanovsky. I'm not going to be mad at either, either winner here. And I think, yeah, I think Holloway is still, is still up, you know, for little quick facts. Max Holloway again was supposed to fight Alexander Volkanovsky. He got a hand injury, I believe. Um, so we had to pull out of the fight. They find the replacement in Zombie. And then Max is like, well, hey, I'm cleared. I can even be the backup maybe. And there was a little bit of awkwardness for like a brief second. But what it was with Max is like, hey, they had already pulled it. They're not going to pull the fight from Zombie after he committed to it. He's in camp now. Yeah. you know. And, and Max is going to get a shot. He knows it. He probably is next in line regardless. Yeah, he's, he's next in line for sure. I don't see Yair Rodriguez getting it, you know, getting the bump. And Ortega needs to fucking like – fight <laughs> i was gonna say to i was actually gonna say i think the best off. thing for that is or ortega and rodriguez to fight and a i gotta say man yair yair rodriguez came back from a pretty extensive layoff if i'm not mistaken and went to a decision with holloway yeah yeah like yeah he did so that you're good like mm-hmm Honestly, like I, I feel like the only real people that are competition to him right now in that division are Zombie, Holloway, Ortega, and Rodriguez. And yeah, Rodriguez right. is like Rodriguez is like tiptoeing that line to me. Not great, you know what I mean? Like you got if he goes now if, if Rodriguez goes out and beats Ortega, you you're probably next in line of the winner of the person you know of the Holloway and whoever wins uh, this fight. I'm with that. 100%. Like, I don't see any other real competition outside of featherweight. Like, it's, I, I don't see, I don't know what's going to happen with Hooker, Dan Hooker, you know, going down to featherweight and stuff. Like, that was supposed to be a big move for him. I hope it, he, he still fights and does it again. There you like, go, baby. Stacked go. cod. One stacked cod. One oh, I stacked cod. I got to figure out how to just get it like in the middle, but um, there we go. But like, oh, no, yeah, I just, I, that's pretty much the only real people in the heavy and the, the heavyweight the featherweight division that I really see uh, being able to contend for titles right now. Uh, hopefully, yeah, Hooker, hope, hopefully Hooker, uh, Hooker figures it out. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get the fight related podcast to be a pre a week before a pre show fight a pre fight show and then a post fight show, and so we got to start parking lots of questions man because that's a great yeah. that's a great topic he's <laughs> yeah. also bounced between featherweight and lightweight in those losses yeah. and you know i just he needs rest he needs to take time yeah. with his family and he hasn't seen him covid fucked him up obviously being from new zealand um yeah. hey ho hope he turns it around we, yeah we get, we get back on uh Okay, I was gonna say you got anything else on Volk because on the Let's Volk Jank song because no, I just got let message. me tell you go, you got a message. Go. Uh, just a message saying that uh they're having trouble uh posting to Facebook. Interesting. But it seems like we're good. It seems like we're good. If anybody's yeah. having trouble, maybe let me know. There was somebody watching a second ago. Now there's not, so I don't know. Uh anyways, um, what, what do you got for me? What were you saying? I as excited as I am for the Volk. Uh, zombie fight 
Yawn and Aljo. All right. I got this, another overlay for us. I got another this overlay. This is the one for me. Is it? Over the oh, main yeah. event. Oh, Over yeah. Let me, tell you, let me tell you right now. Piotr no, Yawn is probably one of my five favorite fighters in the UFC right now. Okay. We were talking, we're talking, about, we're talking about how relentless Zombie is and just all this shit. Piotr Yawn is one of the most ruthless fighters in the UFC. If you've watched Piotr Jan fight, especially recently, you know what I'm talking about. What he was doing, and and I, I will say that Aljo was actually closer in that fight than I, I do realize. They even had they even had read the scorecards because I watched the first fight today because I was just like, you know, I, I just wanted to see it and kind of just brush up on some stuff. And one of the scorecards were up sterling sterling was winning the fight so that's uh, you know yeah he was he was actually and he was actually putting on he was he was putting up a crazy pace but he gassed out but Piotr just like picked his shots and as soon as he got tired dude he started beating the fuck out of him just like he does look at what he did to Corey sandhagen like mm -hmm. he he's just fucking ferocious and I'm I'm excited. I I'm glad that Aljo was finally healthy. Um, I'm sure he wants to prove that he's actually a champion because I I don't believe you know he threw the title down after he won it. I don't think he really accepts it. It's and all ben just took trolling at this point. Photo on it on Instagram with it right afterwards. So yeah, I don't know if there's... it's my well, you do you know the fight game? This it's mind games. It it's is all it is. mind games. Like any everybody from Connor to Colby to everybody, the shit that they talk, it's all mind games. Like that's yeah, just that's just right. what they do. You're right. Um, and you know, it's that's kind of an exciting part of it. Except when people start, you know, it starts getting crossing lines and shit. No, but you're, you're this accurate. fight is unbelievable. Piotr is an incredible striker, incredible striker. Uh Aljamain Sterling is a great grappler. Like he's so we got it's a crazy matchup stylistically. Um I am very interested to see how Aljo takes his approach to this fight because he tried he he tried to he tried to finish him off in like two rounds like he was because he was up in significant strikes in round mm -hmm. one and all this mm -hmm. stuff so he was he was trying to like i'm gonna try and beat the shit out of this guy before he beats the shit out of me yeah and you know it's it, this is this is big entertainment it's been a long time coming and there's just been so much drama with like um, uh, Piotr's corner problems. Like he can't get his court. He can't get his coaches in. He's going to have Sean O'Malley and Henry Cejudo in his corner. Possibly Habib. We don't like, they had never confirmed that Habib's never said anything. Like he asked, I never, they never said anything publicly. That'd be great for him. If he could have O'Malley, Cejudo and Habib in his corner. <laughs> Dude, that's, I didn't even think to talk about that because that was like last week's news or like two yeah. weeks ago when we were talking about that but yeah he's building this fucking dynasty in his corner so yeah. he legitimately has sugar mally and henry cejudo he yeah. legitimately has and both let's of those and guys mind you cejudo is coaching zombie in this as well so and yes. cejudo is really making an impact as a coach i mean look what he did for figurado for moreno like he made him a champion. Like, I mean, you can say whatever you want about what a, Cejudo's character or whatever, but the man's a champion. Like, he's he, he knows how to win. So 
it would be interesting to have uh Cejudo in the corner. I know that like him and uh Yawn have be- have beefed. I mean, I know him, Yawn and O'Malley have beefed, but like Sean O'Malley reached out to him on like the internet, which is like, yo, bro, heard you need a corner. I got you. Look at me. Yeah, <laughs> like, and even, even in typical like, sugar Sean fashion, like yeah, he was like, you know, why would I why would I not offer my services if he's struggling to like and he needs help? It'd be a cool experience, probably. Like, why it's not? Good looking out. Yeah, it's good looking out. Yeah, it's just yeah, fine. Yeah. It's just like it's just like you know the you know brothers looking out for brothers type shit. On you know we're under the same umbrella, I guess. It is. Um, we did we did briefly. Uh, I think lose connection on Facebook for whatever reason, but we should be back ah, up and running. If you if you shared that? it, maybe you want to share it again. I don't shout know. I'm gonna that. share it again. Yeah. Um. um yeah. Shut up, man. Because I hit it with the way we're back. <laughs> and we're back. I didn't want to open it up like that and be like, "That's my thing," because it's definitely not my thing. Uh, yeah. That's all Matt. Um, Love them. Yeah. So. I mean, okay, again, you unpacked this very well uh, to provide a little bit of background. These two fought, not uh, Petrion's most recent fight, but two fights ago, these two fought, and uh, again, it was a very competitive fight. Aljamain Sterling hit an illegal knee on Peter Jan when his, or Peter Jan when his fucking uh, both knees and a hand were down, and I think it was a knee, a foot, and a foot. But anyways, he was getting up. Aljo hits him with a knee. <coughs> Uh, uh, Jan hit Aldo with the or, knee. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Jan hit Aldo with the knee, okay. and uh, that's an illegal move. And you get generally in this situation for the cashes, you generally get like a warning. You know, they may stop the fight if it's serious, and that's where this took the turn. Aldo is on the ground in pain. It clearly looks like this knee has done some damage to Aldo, and sure enough, he says, "I can't continue." He asks the doctor. Before they call the fight, what happens, or the referee, what happens if I can't continue? And they go and they basically tell him it'll be a loss. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be over and it'll be a D, it'll be a loss by DQ. In that situation, for whatever fucking reason, the rule book states that the title, at least the UFC, the way they have it, is that the title is going to change hands by disqualification, as unfortunate as that is. So that's what we had. We had Aljamine Sterling got the belt illegitimately because of a disqualification. And a lot of people consider, myself included, Jan to be the best bantamweight in the entire world, the best 135-pound fighter. He has the former best 135-pound fighter, uh, Henry Cejudo, in his corner, which is fucking crazy to think about. We, he has up-and-coming contender in the bantamweight division, Sugar Sean O'Malley in his corner because his, uh, his friends and partners and family are having issues in Russia. Uh, you know, and he may have a third mystery cornerman, which is going to be fucking crazy. But as it stands right now, Petr Jan and Aljamain Sterling are going to have this rematch. And a lot of people are considering Jan to be the best bantamweight in the world and Aljo to be a fake champion. And Aljo has talked a very big game coming into this fight and says that he does have a lot to prove. He's acknowledging the fact that he got the belt on a technicality. He's acknowledging the fact that, you know, he may not be considered the true champion in most people's eyes because of this incident that he had in this fight. But let me paint this picture for, for, for those out there on Aljamain Sterling's hate train and what he's accomplished, because a lot of people f- seem to forget exactly what he's done. He has beat Henan Barrow, who was the former uh, 135 champion for a long time and a sleeper champion before he lost to um, TJ Dillashaw. Uh, he's then since beat Brett Johns, Cody Stamen, Jimmy Rivera, Pedro Munoz, Corey Sanhagen, 
and Petter Jan with the fucking tapped, tapped him out, tapped fucking Sandhagen out. Yeah, man. And, you know, MMA math, we can't go there because Petter Jan also fucked up, you know, Sandhagen. And Sandhagen is no fucking slouch. We go to the standings. We go to the Bantamweight division. Aljo's your champ. Petter Jan is the interim champ because him and, uh, him and Sandhagen Corey fought Sandhagen. For yeah, Corey the Hangman Sandhagen fought for the interim belt for whatever reason, probably just to satisfy Jan being a champion for the sake of that and to having a unification of the real belt and this interim belt that both of these gentlemen hold, you know, and to make it official. So we got that fight. Jan comes out on top. Now we have this unification bout. Sterling's the underdog. Sterling has a lot to prove in this. He has constantly been talking about how he's going to come in and shock the world and prove everybody wrong. How does he beat Petr Jan in this fight? How does he come out on top outside of some like freak one punch flash? Because I don't think don't stand with him. Yeah, you can't, can't stand him, with him. You can't wrestle. Can't stand with. Him. I mean, you gotta take if you take if you take him down. If you if if y'all if if I'm Aljo, I'm doing everything I can to get get him on the ground. Because you can't strike with this man. You can't. People have tried. Sandhagen tried, and like we like we said, Sandhagen is elite in the division. They got boxed the fuck up mm-hmm. because that's what mm-hmm. Piotr Jan does. He beats the fuck out of you, like it wasn't crazy. Just, it wasn't ferocious. A, it wasn't a boxing or a technical boxing like Holloway's was, where it's angles and 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 footwork and head movement and a flow of all of that plus really crisp hands a solid jab a one two sometimes a one one two shit like that this was a barrage of beating on sanhagen sanhagen was taking such serious damage in this fight to the point to where there was uh you know they were basically saying like hey if 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 this isn't the the picture of what the best bantamweight in the world looks like then what is because this please is please show me yeah there's no there's no <laughs> please show me. To anybody else in this division he completely uh i mean not i guess yeah he starched i mean he didn't starch aldo but he made aldo look amateur when aldo first came down to 135 you know aldo took a loss to marlon marias which a lot of people thought he won so he gets the title shot against petterion and petterion made him look foolish man made him look like he shouldn't even be there and that's Jose Aldo, who we just got done praising. A Legend, Hall of Famer, like Hall <laughs> of Famer, no fucking doubt. Maybe first ballot type shit. Like he's 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 a goat for sure. And Jan just he's just a cut above everybody else, man. He's just crazy. But like Aljo is probably one of the best grapplers in the division. So like. Do what you can, man. You gotta take that dude. You gotta you gotta get him down. And that's your only hope of winning. Because if you stand there and strike with him, you have no chance. You have no chance. That's um valid. that's valid. Do you, you know? um who do you who do you think the winner who do you think the winner uh of this fight gets? So um, I, I was gonna ask you that. I'll go through the rankings uh, a little bit more. TJ Dillashaw number two, Aldo three, San Hagen four, Rob Font five. Rob Font and Rob Font is fighting Marlon Vera coming up next, which is going to be wow. a pretty interesting fight. Domino coming Cruz. off a fucking gnarly knockout. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, Made Frankie Edgar a fucking meme. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really interested in seeing what uh where Frankie's what he's going to do next. 
Um, Dominic Cruz, I believe, also has a fight. And but yeah, man, yeah. I, mean, I think clearly TJ Dillashaw, he just came off the wind over San Hagen. That was a really good fight back and forth. A lot of people thought San Hagen could have taken it. Um, you know, TJ actually injured himself, and then that's what caused San Hagen to get uh the fight against Petrion for the interim title and all the interim title is is like a placeholder for the championship belt yeah, because yeah, Aljo sure. had neck surgery. Aljo was a, guar- Al- a guaranteed title shot. <laughs> but you know, to fucking Aljo's looking pretty stacked. Aljo's looking real good conditioning wise. He is a, a, a really decent fighter. You know, he's been able to at least cultivate some sort of resurgence in himself. You know, he doesn't have the most spotless record. He's 20 and 3. Uh, his three losses coming from Brian Caraway, Rafael Asansau, and Marlon Marias. And so there, yes. there are no slouches despite Marlon Marias's uh, downward trend as of late. But, you know, he took he took losses in some tough competition. Hasn't always been in the most exciting fights. Has several decisions, but also has submission wins. Also has knockouts, you know. Uh, he subbed Tegei Mizugaki. He subbed... Um, Cody Stamen, he subbed Corey Sanhagen. You know, he's got pretty decent subs on his record. I just, again, he's not stylistically elite in any discipline, at least ahead of Petr Jan in any way. I think despite the tail of the tape and him being a little bit taller and a little bit of a longer reach over Jan, I mean... It really is just the story of like a bulldog versus someone who's good. You know, this is going to be a, 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 I think, a contested fight. I don't think we're going to see a slaying from either end. Definitely not Aljo's end. Um, yeah. But, um, you know. I, I have an interesting, I have an interesting one. Um, Dillashaw and Aldo fight for the title shot. A great Stop. fight. Don't break my heart. I'm not, I'm saying it'd be I'm just saying it would be a great fight. It would be. But like also like <laughs> where then you got to figure out where Sandhagen fits in this. Like I mean obviously this is why I don't, you know, I don't make matches and stuff, but I um Imagine I just very I'm interesting. So sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm the worst producer ever. <laughs> it's all Gucci. Um <laughs> I just think, yeah, I just, I think this is going to be a great fight. I think we're in for, I think we're in for a real treat for uh, the sequel to uh, an unfortunate end for the last one. Uh, Can't wait for it. Can't fucking wait. I said that. Okay. Yeah, man. Neither can I. Neither can I. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. You know, again, I think Jan's going to take it. This is a fucking, uh, this is a doozy of a fight. And I think whoever, however they shape up the bantamweight picture, great match. The reason I say don't break my heart is Aldo. I just, TJ Dillashaw Aldo. I'd like to see TJ get a title shot. You know, I'd like to see Aldo get a title shot, but we've already seen him in that situation at Bantamweight, and I think he probably could take another win. That's a great fight, though. It is a great fight to make. Definitely makes sense for the division. It keeps it moving. It warms somebody up while these guys are 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 having their spat this weekend. And yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna and be maybe the lo- and maybe the loser of this fight fights Sandhagen. I don't, I don't know. You know, there's it's oh, just like a, a real rematch, like, yeah. a Sandhagen rematch. Yawn or Sterling rematch, yeah, like you know what I mean, like either. the loser of that, because then like it just keeps it, it keeps the division mm. moving. Unless like somebody fresh comes up in bantamweight, like if we, you know, eventually O'Malley's gonna um uh, hopefully challenge for a title. I, I think the UFC would love for O'Malley to be a champion, because just because he's one of the few like 
draws he's one of the few people he's one of the few fighters that's really successful and like they're still up and coming you know what i mean like same with like patty pimblet like yeah they're making Um, names for themselves uh even when they're you know they're still relatively uh, you know they're like patty's unranked (laughs) john o'malley just got ranked like he was making money off of jerseys that just said unranked on it like he's making money off of like his you know his freshness in the ufc He's a like, he, he's shout he's, out like shout out him for that. Oh yeah, he's created he he's a little annoying at first, and I think it was because just <laughs> the young like cockiness kind of yeah. overshadowed some things. But when you sit back and you really just watch him, he's just a kid living the dream, man. And he's capitalizing yeah. off of his you know his esque on social media and his you know clout that he's got and his own streaming and you know his ability to be a fan favorite, deliver on his word. He's fucking sleeping people, you know, he's making examples out of people and he's doing it smart. He's saying, you know, why would I fight the toughest guys when I'm getting paid crumbs? Like you don't really want to pay me as much as I want right now. So of course I'm going to take the scraps because I'm just going to build a name my own way. And he has, he's built his name completely off of himself being he's showing up and performing and he's building his, his repertoire in his post-fight interviews, his social media presence, his social and, and, uh, pop culture you know, presence just in of itself, right? He's huge on Instagram, huge on Twitter. He's all over the place to the point to where he's creating something in of himself. And look at, he's about to corner someone in his own division who's fighting for the belt that he is going to fight one day. There is no doubt in my mind, barring crazy injury and removal from their careers, that Aljamain Sterling, Petrion, and Sean O'Malley are all going to face each other at some point. You're all going to cross paths, right? And yeah, it's just... Yeah, man, you're fucking killing it, kid. Keep doing it, dude. Like, what the fuck? You can't be mad at that. You can't. Anybody that's mad at that's just jealous. You know? Yeah, for sure. Plain and simple. Um, um, yo, what you got? No, nah, I really nothing. I was just trying to see where we was going, where, where we was headed next. You know where we headed next, son. Oh, shit. Hamzat Shamayev versus Gilbert Burns. Now, now, I don't really know where to begin with this other than this brief little summary. Gilbert Burns is one of the best middleweights, welterweights, I'm sorry, in the UFC. Former title challenger versus his friend and training partner, Kamar Usman. Uh, rocked Kamar Usman and dropped him in the first round of their fight or second round of their fight at some point. And, you know, it's pretty good. gave a fucking great effort. His top tier was one of, if not the best grappler at that grappling show that I told you I just watched, which took place in 2019. Yeah. Um, phenomenal world-renowned black belt world-renowned black belt meaning that he's held world championships in the grappling world not just ufc not just mma he's been a legitimate grappling world champion which is no easy feat and to translate that over to mma is quite the work and he has done it successfully he has beaten damian maya and tyron woodley and all these other top welterweight contenders that are well versed in wrestling and jiu-jitsu he has shown his ground game to a t and has beaten the top people in his division and he is being given this wrecking ball of a fucking fighter by the name of Habzat Chemaev, who has come out of just nowhere and taken the MMA world by storm and is smashing everybody. He goes by the nickname, the smash factory. Like he's fucking, he smashes Whoa. people. That's all he Ow. does. I'm a, I smash. I will smash. That's all I'll do. I will smash. I will smash. I will smash. Like it's, 
it's exhausting at times how much he smashes. But this dude, <laughs> him and Darren 11, Till, the Smash Brothers, him at number eleven, who has laid waste to his his competitors in the past, his opponents in the past, is fighting number two, Gilbert Burns. This contrast in rankings from number two to number eleven doesn't happen often. And a lot of times when it does happen, it happens on injuries. It happens off of late fight replacements, late opponent replacements, things like that. Not because you want to take what you consider the biggest prospect you have and put him against the biggest test you have in that division being other than the champion. And you want to see if he's worth it. Because if he is, if he does beat Gilbert Burns, he's getting a fucking title shot. He's going from number 11 to probably number one. He'll probably bump Colby and there, there's going to be this little argument and they may even give him Colby. They may even try to do that to suffice whatever uh, Kamaru and, and Leon Edwards are going to do. Bro, this... Let fight- me get all of that. Hamzat versus Colby because that's going to be the craziest press conference. <laughs> like, Bro, okay, and not only that... That shit's going to be nuts. No, 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 no. They're not going to give that to Colby. Understand this. Understand this. I am, and and let me hear. Okay, here I'm gonna I'm gonna go to my. I know, dude. This this is what I was most excited about, only because this is the craziest fight of the card. This is and and I didn't want to believe it until people were talking about it on Reddit and they're like, "Oh my god, look how much traction this fight's getting!" And all these pre videos and shit for Hamzat and Burns have like over a hundred and hundred fifty thousand views, and all the other fights on the card, including the two main events, have like fifty sixty thousand views. So this fight, it's not even a title fight; it's th- third on the marquee, only a three round fight. It's getting the whole fucking shebang and delivery with this fucking card. People are excited about it. It's a fucking pop culture thing because again Hamzat has transcended just the MMA world and become this literal monster that pop culture people are talking about because he just smashes people and it's not just this hyperbole that the UFC and MMA media are making up there is footage of this guy in wrestling tournaments from back in the day smashing people there's footage of this obliterating everybody in his gym with world-class athletes and champions just berating them on the ground making them look foolish world-class jujitsu guys just tossing them world-class strikers just moving bruce lee in them this dude i'm i'm talking about and i don't even think he's good i really think people are underestimating gilbert burns in this fight oh 100 percent the the disrespect out of las vegas it's disgusting it's disgusting disgusting. but like I was saying, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing a video of of uh, Chimaev wrestling. I want to say Jack Hermanson in a tournament, and just Hamzat just handles him. This this dude is honestly, I think he's potentially the only one of the few people that could actually wrestle with Colby, and I feel like that scares the shit out of him. Look how fucking. And yeah. this has changed, mind you. This has changed. There was, there was like minus five hundred. I want to say some people had him like minus seven hundred. Like it was, a, it there, was disgusting how disrespectful was a, this was. So to to, and I'm no betting master. I, I I'm not a fucking genius at this. But apparently they start odds off real steep like that to generate people betting. Right? People are gonna look at minus seven hundred at the beginning for Kamaya Hermayev and go. 
what the fuck are you talking about here, Gilbert Burns? Take my grand, please, because this is because Gilbert right. Burns on the other end was like plus five hundred, and it's like, yo, I'm gonna win five hundred bucks by a hundred just if I fucking bet on Burns. Who, in all seriousness, if you're coming in any other matchup, and I'm saying this being of at this point longtime MMA fan, any other matchup that's been this misproportioned that I can think of, maybe like. You know, uh, fucking CM Punk's first fight. You know, embarrassing shit. Chris Levin versus fucking Anderson Silva. <laughs> even though people didn't really know who Anderson was at the time, I wasn't even. I don't even think I saw that fight at the time. But going yeah. back and note and hearing about Silva and just there's just, anyways, when there's discrepancies in the rankings and in presentation like there is now, when there's when there's a prospect that's put up on this pedestal, I'll remove this. When there's a prospect that's put up on a pedestal and there's this like valiant gladiator that is their opponent, right? And who's been tested, proven, right? And they put them together. I'm going to say 75% of the time, it's to test the person coming up and to really gauge where they're at. And the person that's already the dominant force is likely going to be the favorite. You know, and it's yeah. this test. Hey, do you belong at this upper end of the division? You're number 11. Do you belong in the top five? They didn't. This is where it gets tricky. They're not giving you six. They're not giving you six and testing you and seeing if you belong at the brim. Nah, you're so hot and you're such a smasher and you're such a killer and you've taken the sport by storm. They're going to give you number fucking two. And so that in of itself should speak to the hype and the potential that Hamzat really has. And it could come off as almost as disingenuous to Gilbert Burns. Almost a slap in the face, if you will. A good old fucking Will Smith, right? Mm-hmm. But, but, again, sitting back and looking at it, you've got to say, Gilbert Burns has all the tools and all the skill set and man. all the resources. <laughs> exactly. Uh, to pull this fucking fight off. That's what it sounded like. To pull this fight off and to make this his fight and to have it be a victory. But there is also no doubt in my mind that Hamza could go in there and steamroll. I would be surprised if that's how it went. I would be surprised. But at the end of it, I'm going to go, there's no fucking doubt. Give him the fucking title shot. This kid kid is just something different. He's the real deal. You don't get this... This will prove you. This fight. You answered. You answered one of my questions. You actually answered one of the questions. I I had two questions. Is Vegas disrespecting Gilbert Burns? You answered that. Yes. yes. And is Hamza really the? Is he the real deal? And like, man, uh, like this this is going to be the thing that proves it. But it really seems like all signs kind of point to yes, man. And like, I think the I think it's been proven in the UFC over and over again that if you if you are a draw, you're you're going to get what you want. Oh yeah, Conor Conor McGregor could literally go fuck off for five years, do whatever he wants, and he's coming back. He's 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 gonna get a title shot. John Jones, when he comes back to heavyweight, no matter all all of his all, out of the ring, out of the octagon issues, whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. John Jones is gonna fight for a title when he yeah. get, when he gets in there. Or and if yeah, yeah, we, we may like yeah we may we may even get to that because we're 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 you know whatever, but um like. If Hamzat is generating this much hype and getting the draws and shit like this, he's going to get what he wants. If you're a superstar, they're going to give you what you want. And right. Like this is 
this is about to be his trampoline into stardom and it's about to see if we're going to see if he makes the jump but people are like like Hamza's a great wrestler but people are forgetting that like Gilbert Burns got some great jujitsu yeah he does man like he's he's he's, he's great they and, and and he's a he's a fucking bulldog in there like he's a he's a he's a scrapper so i i'm very interested to see what happens it, this is actually like um a this is actually a really big fight it's, it's, it's a big a fight, fight it, i i feel i feel like it's gaichi chandler sized and i feel like it could, it has potential to be that great i think it could imagine these dudes get in there and just start fucking just really getting at it oh uh, but i think hamzat's hamzat's gonna try to put him down let me oh you know let me assure you there is no hesitation out of either of these guys this is not gonna this doesn't have the this doesn't have the components of the equation to equal a boring fucking fight one of them is gonna go after the other one in a way that is just i'm coming in to kill because there's points to be proven Hamzat has to prove that he is the best and all yeah. the shit he's been talking and this hype that he's been building. And the, when I say shit, he's been talking, just I smash who, who do you want me to fight? I'll fight right now. Who I'm who the calls, people the best. Out, calls people out, like taking no mercy. And if he wins, he's fucking fulfilled this little prophecy that he set forth that yeah. he's the fucking, at least the guy deserving to prove that he's the best, which gets him a title shot. He's going in there with something to fucking prove. Gilbert Burns is not going to let him go in there and have something to prove. No, 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 no. Gilbert Burns has something to fucking prove. Gilbert Burns has the fact that people are betting against him, even though he's the decorated athlete out of this, even though he's the experienced fucking Uh, elite athlete in this situation when we're comparing the two side by side. Does that make sense? He's the one that should be going in here with no doubt in anyone's mind saying, I'm number two, motherfucker, and I was this close to winning the belt in my first chance. And I'm going to get it again. I'm going to get back in there and get my chance to do it again. But no, he's got to go in there and prove that this motherfucker is not better than him because everybody says he is. Yeah. And where's this coming from? Uh, a performance of, you know, he hasn't beaten world beaters, has Hamzat. Again, he is only number 11, and he's gotten there by the fact that he's only beaten the guys ranked above that before. You know, he's done yeah. so in a short span. He debuted in 2020, I believe, and fucking just win on that smash series he's only fucking 10 and no he's not some decorated athlete that is finally earning his shot mind you he is yeah. 10 and oh he is still for the most part fresh into his career if he's gonna be doing what he's doing because he's obviously got a long career ahead of him but you know he only joined the ufc july of 2020 and he's had four fights john phillips rice mckee gerald mirskert and and lee jingling Tell me what any of them done other than jingling. Exactly. Mershart was, was interesting because he had a pretty decent knockout and he's been highly touted, you know, before that fight, but Hamzat beat him in like 15, 16 seconds. It was fucking yeah, crazy. Just, it was a he fucking carried, knockout. he carried Jalong, uh, Jalong, Jalong across the ring. He carried this man across the ring. Like he was grabbing groceries. And as he's doing, so is laughing and talking to Dana White. Yeah, this dude on his head throws this man on his head and continues to pummel him while saying, I want my shot. I want my title shot. Are you going to give me a title shot? I want my title shot. And he's just smashing this dude in the fucking face. That's Hamzat Shamaya. No, he has absorbed one significant strike in the UFC. 
his total fight time. Total fight time. You ready for this? 15 minutes and like 37 seconds, 36 seconds out of all his fights. Wow. All his fights. Wow. Total fight time, 15 minutes, 36 seconds. He's had 10 of them. Do the math. Total control time, like 11 minutes, 11 plus minutes. He's fucking a monster, bro. He is a monster. He's thrown over 130 significant strikes in the UFC. He's absorbed one. He's fucking... Take, he's not taking people down. He's picking them up, carrying them across the cage, and dropping them on their head. He's fucking not TKOing people or busting them up. He's sleeping them with these crazy ass strikes. He's just another level, man. He's something different, and this is the true test for him and where he's gonna go. And it's yeah. gonna be just a fight of madness. And I can't wait. Yeah, I um, I'm I'm very interested to see what happens with that. Just because you know, we we might we might witness it. We might witness the birth of a superstar that night. You know, we don't know. So, okay, let me ask you this then. What, what, paint the picture of what happens if Gilbert Burns wins. What are we doing with Hamzat? What are we doing with Gilbert Burns? Knowing that Leon Edwards and Kamara were tied up with a title fight. Well, that, I don't really think, honestly, like for Hamzat, if he loses, what is it, you said he's 11th? Mm-hmm. Do you, I mean, how much, how much do you need to lose in ranking if you as the 11th lose to the two? Oh, he probably won't lose his ranking, but I mean, where does he go from there? He's got Michael Chiesa, Neil Magny, Sean Brady, Jorge Masvidal, Stephen Thompson, Bilal Muhammad, and Vicente Luque ahead of him, not including Leon Burns and Kamar and Colby. Um, who was, who was, who was the first one you said? Who was the first one? Who's the first one you said? Uh, Michael Chiesa, which would be a fucking great fight. That Michael Chiesa or uh, Neil Magny. Yeah, Neil Magny just came off a win. Magny. Yeah. That fight. Yeah, that's an, that, we, yeah, fight. we can't go in those weeds. Can't go in those yeah. weeds. Uh, Bilal would be a good fight. You know, Bilal would be a good five, fight if, if he, uh, especially if he loses to Luke. Yeah, dude, that's going to be a good fight. Be a great fight. Especially right, man. Like Bilal's, Bilal's coming off a fucking. Uh, Coming off a, a dominant performance, you people said it was boring, which it was. But like, you can't deny that like he, yeah. he did something to Wonder Boy that not, that's has. never been done to Wonder Boy. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, go um, ahead. No, so I mean that we I, we got the gist of it out of the way, a little over an hour. Um, you know, and I told you that we can we can cover the the rest of the card, but they likely do a lot of these weird changes. And, and my goal is to have a a, a pre fight show on Friday. Hopefully, uh, we can do that. Uh, right after I hate the scene, and yeah. uh, we can just hop on straight from I hate the scene to come over here, and it'll be real quick. Maybe do like a half hour, but we'll do our hey, we've gone through fight week. Everybody's made weight. What is the um, you know, what are our last minute predictions? Who do we think is going to win? How? What round? All that kind of stuff. We'll cover the top three again, and then whatever fights we think stand out. Real quick, observing the rest of the card. The main card as of now, they originally had four fights. Now they look like they have five. To round out the main card, we've got Mackenzie Dern versus Tisha Torres in the uh, women's uh, strawweight division, I believe. And then we've got Mark Madsen and Vince Pichel opening the card up. Also on the card, we have Yazir Rosenstruck versus Marcin Tybura in the heavyweight division, which is going to be crazy. That's probably my sleeper fight for the sake of just, you're probably getting a knockout and it's going to get real ugly. And then I also like, I also like Mickey Gall, uh, and he's facing Mike Malo, Mike Mallet. So yeah. that's going to be an interesting fight. Um, what about you? What do you have? What are you looking forward to on the card? Another couple, two or three, two or three fights. Um, 
so my sleeper fight is um the Alexei Olenek fight versus Jared Vandera, which I believe is yes. on the early prelims, which I yes. actually think this is it's it is a reschedule from what was actually supposed to be on the Columbus card. Uh Vandera wasn't uh he wasn't supposed to fight Vandera, but they just added him to that, I believe. Uh I believe he was he's going to fight for his a year Latifi, no. I thought it was Ayer Latifi. Maybe not. I could be wrong. Yeah, but. maybe. Um, but he is going for his 50th win in the UFC. So I think that's really wild that that's on the uh, early prelims. That uh, just be considering. So uh, yeah, and in the Rosenstreet fight, I'm honestly that's kind of a big one for me too, just because it's heavyweights, man. Like you're gonna, you're probably gonna see somebody get put to sleep. True. True. Um, in very violent fashion. Like. True um yeah um, so it's gonna be great the uh the hold on me all right um sucks we don't get to see kelvin gastelum fight <laughs> yeah so kelvin gastelum you want to sum that up i know you did you did oh man that, so this is, what, what so, all right be with, so I'm, I'm gonna i'm going uh full charlie day on the board here for a yeah. minute like Pepe Sylvia. yeah <laughs> so let me actually here. Let me put my glasses on. It's Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, everywhere I go, it's Pepe Sylvia. All right. So, Kelvin Gasolum was supposed to fight. Uh, is it Drakus or Drakus Duplessis? So okay, let me let me let me wrap that up. Uh, okay. Uh, Drakus, I believe is how you say his first name. Drakus Duplessis was supposed to fight. Uh, his he was supposed to fight. This other gentleman and that fight got canceled. So then he yeah stepped he was in. supposed to fight Chris Curtis correct. And then he was he stepped in uh, Duplisi to fight Kelvin Gastelum, whose opponent dropped out like two weeks ago. And so Gastelum was looking for a last minute replacement. Duplisi set, stepped up because the last four of his fights have been canceled or three of his fights have been canceled. So then he steps in and then yesterday Kelvin Gastelum backs out of the fight because he the, got he got uh, undisclosed injury which. Yes. You know, Kelvin Gasolum, that dude, oh. that dude is a tough guy. So he, he you know, he probably really did raked over the coals on Reddit for being too fat. People think that he's missing weight, and that's why he's not disclosing it because he's been in trouble for weight issues in the past. People are roasting him, aka I'm too fat. They're just I don't I'm not in that camp because I believe that uh I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it maybe that is I, I don't I don't answer. believe it just because Gasolum is the uh, to my, you know, to my understanding, probably the only fighter who's really given Izzy a fight oh, thus far. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. I mean, you know, the dude, than, uh, other than uh, Jan Blahovich, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that, that was. Oh, you're just <laughs> Izzy not had nothing the to fact that he got smashed. <laughs> he laid <laughs> he on him. You know what I mean, that. dude? Yo, if they oh, would, he, if, he, if he, he Izzy. Watch Izzy was about up. Izzy was was about to knock him the fuck out, and then Jan's like, "Oh, you can actually hit me. I'm just gonna lay on top of you and oh, just control that? the whole okay. time." All right, that's for another show. Clearly, <laughs> oh, we, we go all day. anyways, anyways. Um, but yeah, so yeah, and then Gaslam was supposed to fight uh, uh Imavov originally, and Vizish. Mm -hmm. There was just that. The, the, it seems like that whole slot was just cursed from the get go. Yeah, um, Gastelum, I think, also wanted to make sure that he's in the win column with this next one. His most recent loss, I think, was to Hermanson and that weird like leg lock 
Entanglement, I think that was his most recent one. He might have had a bounce back, but he definitely wants to be in the good graces. He definitely wants to be in contention again. You know, he did have that really good fight against Izzy in the middleweight for the middleweight uh, title. It was the interim title at the time, I believe. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's something that's just uh, uh, okay. So yeah, we did have on the docket some flyweight and heavyweight stuff. Um, but for the fact that we're over an hour, nah, we can wait on that. We'll uh, maybe we can talk about that post because we're obviously going to have some stuff to talk about post this fight, and then obviously the fights that are coming up. We've got yeah, your homeboy Aspen Lad just won in London. We saw your boy in Ohio get knocked out. Fucking uh, uh, give me the name real Dockist. quick. Yeah, uh, Doc is Chris getting Dockist. knocked out by Blades. Yeah, dude, fuck. Yeah, man. heavyweight division is looking real. Curtis crazy Blades right now. and Rosenstruck have fought. They're Rosenstruck's on this card, so we do have heavyweight stuff to discuss, and we have flyweight stuff to discuss. The flyweight conversation, I think, with the emergence of Kai Kara France. Yes, yes, yeah, and I mean, obviously, some a little bit of belly aching about the most recent win too, right? I mean, people do feel that he he beat Magomed. Um, or uh, yeah, whatever the gentleman he just ask her off, ask her off, yeah. Um, you know, and so it's 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 gonna be interesting to see where that goes, but we also got to talk DJ just choking out Rotterdam and fucking one in that mix. Oh, yeah, we were watching that, it was wild. John Dotson just fucked up, uh, just fucked up Jimmy Rivera. Was it Jimmy Rivera? Might have been, for, I think it was Jimmy. No, not Jimmy Rivera. Who? John Dotson. John Dotson, anyway, just fucked somebody up. And then uh, they've got, yeah, the flyweight division is going to get interesting. So I feel like we could probably dig into the heavyweights and the flyweights maybe when we do our post show. So the goal is going to be tuned. back Friday. Yeah, be back Friday. I sent Matt uh, a fucking link. He didn't jump in. Um, Maybe he will over here for a sec. If not, Jordan, where can they uh, find you, man? Where can they get you on the uh, Insta and Twitter? I know you think sent to me. It's just at Jordan Madro, right? Yes, sir. On everything. On everything. Uh, I mean, are you active on one more than the other? Do you have sponsors? What are we talking? What are we talking about? Here? Very, you, very sporadic. Do you do, <laughs> right now, uh, I'm not really doing socials. I'm not really doing a whole lot of stuff on socials other than just like random bullshit posting. Just until Jordan's just no average man. Jordan is no average man, mind you. He is an artist and a musician, formerly of Avion Row, and now I believe producing, right? So you're you're a talented gentleman. Doing uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, he's got music and stuff, so go on a hunt. Find Jordan and listen to his shit. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna make you come look for me if you don't Be want to. Yeah, you gotta put in <laughs> you gotta put in work, motherfuckers. That's what that's called. That's called work. Matt is tagging me in post, and he's not jumping on the fucking stream. I don't know what he's rebelling. I think <laughs> he's rebelling. I think so. No, he might just be fucking doing TikTok shit. I'm not going to TikTok too. I don't know. I don't care how much he begs. I'm not going to TikTok. <laughs> he asked you. I'm not going. Yeah, I'll never get one either. I will not. I will not. No. <laughs> yeah, I got friends that say me. Oh, stop. They're like said. Talks and shit, and I'm like, yeah, nah. I no, like, you gotta look at the comments. I'm like, yeah, I can't because I don't have an account. So not like, doing it, not doing it. Jordan Madro, throwing your shit up one more time. Uh, again, you can get uh, all the uh, supplements and the goodies at PhoenixFit.com. Save fifty percent promo code ChaosFNX. You can also get the other goodies. Fightback CBD. Save twenty percent using the promo code Chaos. FightbackCBD.com. 
This has been the Comic Chaos Podcast, folks. Working class violence edition with my boy Jordan Madro. Again, UFC 273. I'm sorry. I've just got a shit ton of messages. Like my phone just turned on. That's weird. Uh, yes, UFC 273. Uh, this weekend is Saturday, live from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville. It's going to be rowdy. Florida. There's for sure going to be chanting USA 100% booing the fuck out of Pedrion. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wonder if no. I was gonna say I wonder if Goder's beyond that hate, but I okay. doubt it. Do we do we do we real quick want to throw in uh do we real quick oh and also everybody real quick can catch uh Jordan and myself and our friend Matt Musselwhite on I Hate the Scene every Friday live at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh you can catch us. Fucking just talking shit, talking about music, talking about all things wrestling, like entertainment, wrestling, sorts, yeah. Kanye, all that good stuff. You can catch most us. mostly just talking shit, but yes, you know. definitely talking shit, <laughs> a uh, lot. saying the R word. Uh, you know, oh god, causing a, causing a ruckus, if you will. No, I'm banned from saying that. Don't lump, don't lump me in. Don't lump me in with your fucking. Jordan said antics. it all the time. Jordan was no, the only one that said it. Actually, what are you talking about. Uh, so you can check us out. I hate the scene.com. At I hate the scene on Instagram and on uh, just on Instagram on Twitter, it's at Scene Radio, uh, old school for you. And then obviously we're on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. All right, Jordan, I appreciate you coming on, man. This was fun, and uh, we have got to definitely one hundred percent do it again. Uh, and also, everybody, give a like, follow on Instagram, uh, and yeah, subscribe to the podcast, share it, do all that fun stuff. Jordan, it was an honor, and then uh, we're gonna be back Friday, man. Hey, take it easy.